Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. My name is Andrew Hensmith. Over the next half an hour or so, we're talking all things Liverpool FC. What a weekend it was. What an Easter weekend full of chocolate and three points. Uh, I am joined, as always, by the toppest of top reds. He is, of course, Mr. Alex Purdy. Purds, how are you? How was Easter? How much chocolate did you eat? Uh, far, far too much. But Easter as a whole, because I was dreading the Premier League coming back and then every result went in our favour. Even our one. Even we played well and won. It was I mean, just amazing. One, yeah, it? it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, Emma Sanders is also here. Emma, I mean, the big story from the weekend is that you scored a chip in five-a-side, I hear. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been describing this to you guys because I like I haven't been able to tell anyone else about it. And honestly, it might just be up there as the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, it took me long enough, as I was, was just saying to you. No, I was so right. And do you know what? Somebody somebody put in the WhatsApp group the next day, um, I just saw the message pop up on my phone saying, oh, those guys watching on the side must have filmed it. And then they sent a link and I got really excited thinking, oh my God, someone got it on camera. They didn't. They sent me a link to some YouTube video of like a footballer doing it in like 1979 or something stupid oh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so great I week mean, all around, let's be honest. Wait, hang on, you had a crowd there? Well, she there wasn't crowd an actual there. crowd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was signing shirts and everything afterwards. Um, <laughs> no, it was allowed to wait to come on for their session afterwards because, oh, you know, we're, we're so amateur that you have to pay by the hour for the five-a-side pitch. So. <laughs> <In> there, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, almost as good as Emma's performance at the weekend was Liverpool's, who of course beat Arsenal 3-0 at the Emirates Stadium. I mean, absolutely smashed them. <sighs> like, Liverpool were great, but were Arsenal also pretty shit? I don't know how to take this result exactly. I, I kind of I want to say that this is us back now and we're going to finish the season in blistering form and get that full spot and win the Champions League and everyone's going to come back and be fit and happy and healthy again and we're going to go back to the way things were a year ago. But am I getting carried away? Please say no, Alex Purdy. Well, usually to this question I go, yeah, it's a bit both. We were good, but they were shit. But <laughs> we were amazing. Like, I'm going to go big. Like This is we it. We were. I think, I think we're actually back. And... It's basically solely down to Fabinho coming back in and then Jota coming on. Um, but it was just like, it was not the same game that we've seen for the past three months where we looked flat and we struggled to score and inevitably we get beat 1-0. And the biggest difference was we looked like we were going to score. Um, and, and we did. And, you know, Jota coming back in, what a signing he's been. Because mm. the like, Twitter was full of, oh, Liverpool got mugged off by Wolves. And it's like... <laughs> There you go. Have some of that. So, yeah, I thought, I honestly think we're back. But, uh, yeah, Arsenal were dreadful. But I think we should look at Liverpool as being like, yeah, this is it. Big running. Big running. Top four Champions League. Emma, you worked this game, didn't you? Um, did Like, for me, I was so focused on how good and how sort of coherent and like old style Liverpool looked in this game. I didn't really sort of notice how bad Arsenal were until afterwards when the analysis and everyone was talking about it. So was that, how did you read this game? I mean, which which side are you landing on more? That Liverpool were great or Arsenal were terrible? Yeah, Liverpool were definitely great, but Arsenal were also terrible. Um, <laughs> They're not mutually but, exclusive, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I think, I think it was, was it Diego Jota who said afterwards that you don't, 
you don't play against Arsenal and expect to dominate possession in the way that Liverpool did. So I think that shows yeah. how well Liverpool played was that they completely took control of the game from pretty much minute one um, in terms of, you know, dominating possession. You know, there was good intensity to the passing. Uh, they were creating so many chances, like Perd said. I think at half time, Arsenal were lucky not to be sort of 2 3 0 down. And that was because it was kind of the same old story that Liverpool weren't being clinical enough. But in the second yeah. half, and this is why I think Liverpool, you have to give Liverpool huge credit. Because in the second half, Liverpool just went up another gear or two and were, were absolutely ruthless and got the job done. And that's not what we've seen from them so far this season. So. Um, obviously, I think you have to say Arsenal were nowhere near good enough, but Liverpool were definitely, that's probably the best performance I've seen from Liverpool in the league, certainly for months on end. And I yeah. also, I agree with Purdy, Fabinho coming in midfield was huge, Yoga Jota coming back was huge, but Alisson's tash, that is the mm. reason why Liverpool are now amazing. Yeah, I, hold my <laughs> I loved all up. the... Uh... Sorry, I just, I told him to shave it off before the game. Because uh, I thought the memes would be um, endless, and they were, but for the right reasons. So yes, yeah. I'm a, I'm I was just about to say I I love the memes that came out afterwards of all just him grinning with his big tash. Amazing. I think next week I might go for it as well. See if I can see if I can replicate <laughs> yeah, it on the pod. Yeah. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what you were saying there, Emma, I did have a kind of a moment or two of worry, like when Milner flashed that chance just wide, uh, Sadio Mane had a couple of slightly frustrating moments as well. I thought it might just not come off for Liverpool. But when Jota came on and got the first goal, it just, Liverpool looked so in control from that moment on. And it really was a wonderful performance in the way that we haven't seen in the league since since probably when was that 7-0 game that was around sort of December just before Christmas wasn't it yeah yeah amazing uh who who are we having as man of the match then we've mentioned Jota was wonderful Fabinho was wonderful I mean there's a few candidates for this one Emma I'll start with you who do you want uh I went with Fabinho um I think, mm. obviously, given the kind of talking points around Trent not being selected for England that week, I could understand why people would choose him because, you know, he sort of stood up to adversity and put in, that was my commentating voice, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and obviously put in a really good performance. And that delivery for the first goal was just out of this world. <sighs> but for me, it just, Fabinho, um, everything about his performance was amazing. And that says a lot, that Diogo Jota came on as a substitute, scored two goals, and Fabinho is still man of the match for me. Mm. It's amazing, because like, he, he was so good in defence as well for that period when he had to fill in there that you forgot just how much of an impact he does make when he plays in his right position. He's the best in the uh, world in that position. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think also it made Thiago look a much better player having him next to him as well. And I think Thiago said yes. words to that effect after the game as well uh are we agreed on that purse you want to pick somebody different a bit um, of recognition elsewhere i think look you can't really look past fabinho but obviously jota deserves a shout out again i mean we've mentioned him already a million times in this podcast mm. um but the the third goal really like encapsulated the whole performance and basically what we've leveled at bobby for like months this whole season is just shoot and he just arrived yeah. late into the box and just smashed it, just got it in the back of the net. It's like, that's what would be such... missing. That's exactly what would be missing. 
Um, so yeah, he's such a poacher, which I don't think yeah. anybody really yeah. realised yeah. before we signed him. <laughs> but also he's got everything Actually, else in his game. So he's like mm. Alan Shearer plus Mane equals Diogo Jota. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think because, <laughs> I think oh, because when, when he was playing for Wolves, they, they weren't generating the same volume of chances that Liverpool are. So now we're seeing sure. Jota sort of in the box and in the six-yard area a lot more than we perhaps saw him you know, play for Wolves, but he, he did the same for Portugal on, on the international break. But yeah, I think mm. it's it's also worth, like, I know we have mentioned Mane, but his first half performance was, like for me, I thought he was like, aside from Fabinho, obviously, he was the best player in the first half. Like he just looked really, really sharp and he was creating everything. So I think like his sort of performance in the first half sort of set the tone a little bit for the second half. Mm. Yeah. Well, what we have seen from what I've sort of seen from Manny in recent weeks is that happens, and he goes out and takes everything on himself, and ha- maybe has a really good first half or really good sixty minutes, and then when things get difficult and the other team aren't playing as well as him or creating chances, then he starts getting frustrated. And I, I, there was a little section, especially in the first half, when I sort of was worried that that was going to happen here, that we were on top and not making the most of it, or he wasn't quite getting the chances that he needed. But yeah, absolutely nothing to worry about in yeah. the end. It was just such a comfortable win which is really odd to say it know. was the easiest win of the season like did you have you watched back the highlights on youtube sky sports that uh, arsenal yeah. had no highlights possibly the first <laughs> time in history i'm going to act like it is wow. that was the first time in history one team <laughs> hasn't had a highlight in a sky sports wow. package i mean and part yeah, of the reason nice. for that yeah <laughs> full of possibly erroneous facts um <laughs> Yeah, and part of that is because of Liverpool's defence. Uh, Alisson and his magnificent Tash playing their part between the sticks. Um, but also Trent Alexander-Arnold right back had one of his best games in, in quite some time, getting the first assist, obviously. And I'm sure we've all seen the, the little footage playback of him just turning around and, and screaming as soon as Jota heads it in, which is lovely. I love an assist celebration. Not yeah. enough of those. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of talk. Emma touched on it before with the England narrative and him not making that squad. If you go on sort of in and around Twitter, it's just all that everyone seems to be talking about. Personally, I'm really bored of it. I mean, who cares if he didn't make one squad? It was, you know, one squad for a couple of games that didn't really matter in the middle of the season. For me, we should be happy that he wasn't being taken away yeah. from Liverpool and not potentially getting injured in that time. It looked like it suited but, him as well, obviously, having his best game after a little rest. So yeah, well done, Gareth. Don't pick him, Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone turning around to him and saying you're not good enough, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to show you that I am." It was pretty good as well. <laughs> but still, don't pick me. I'm I'm amazing. But yeah. Still, don't pick me. I mean, the thing is that England do have like a ridiculous abundance of half decent right backs, and I understand if Southgate wants to rotate them for one game because probably when it comes around to picking the final twenty-three, if Trent is fit, he's going to be there, isn't he? I mean. That's just probably what's what's going to happen. Should, he, yeah. should, <laughs> he should be, yeah. And if he isn't, then that's England's mistake. It's not. It's not Trent's. I would say. Um, another person who is who is still getting picked and is likely to get picked up in the summer, Ozan Kabak. We're saying that he's got to be a he's got to be a definite signing now. Surely, surely, eighteen million for for his buyout calls. That's got to happen, hasn't it, Perth? Yeah, I think so. And we had this discussion last week, you know, is it Quebec or Canate? Um, mm. And if we can get both, that's great. Um, get but both. I, get, why not get both? Just, <laughs> yeah. um, it's Easter. And Mbappe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Or Haaland. Um, but I think 
Kabak is just the safe option and it's not just safe either. It's like a great option. So definitely mm. get him. And if look, if Michael Edwards wants to squeeze Canate through the door as well, he's welcome. Lovely imagery there. Um, <laughs> Emma, you've been impressed with uh, Kabak obviously this weekend, but in, in the recent few weeks as well, he seems to be settling in a lot, a lot better than, you know, those first slightly more testing outings. Yeah, I, I said on the podcast last week, didn't I, that I wanted us to keep Kabat long term. So um, this performance has only only heightened that opinion. But yeah, no, I think I think he's done really well. Like I think people forget he's still really young. Um, yeah, but he's the experience he's got for his age is really valuable. So that's why I think Liverpool were keen on bringing him in on a short on a short term deal just to see sort of how he would react to kind of the pressure of being at a club like Liverpool and sort of having to adapt so quickly and for me he's proven that because even as you say in those testing performances to begin with he didn't shy away from sort of you know putting himself out there or getting on the ball or you know doing the things that Liverpool brought him for so he's sort of reacted to those kind of tough moments and put in some really good performances in reaction to it so um yeah well done to him and I'd love to see him stay Mm. and 18 million I mean from a business standpoint uh, for Liverpool, it's it's kind of a no-brainer because at his age, as you said, Emma, he's still got a lot of you know potential and, and, and learning to do. But he's not really going to devalue. So even if you do yeah. want to offload him sooner or later, then it doesn't seem like you're going to be losing money on that one. Uh, but yeah, we will see. I think it also would just be really harsh if they did at the end of the season just say like, <laughs> okay, bye, bye now, <laughs> back to Schalke yeah. after lifting the Champions League. You just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, back to the dustbin fire that is Schalke <laughs> with you. Uh, I didn't have it in our agenda, but I think we've got to mention Mohamed Salah's goal. Was that his best goal of the season? That was a lovely one, wasn't it? Uh, he scored a couple of good ones against Palace, didn't he? When we scored seven. Yeah. But yeah, like Fabinho mm. again, like incredible. And Gabriel just, well, looks awful. Um, but <laughs> Salah, Salah made him look awful, obviously. Um, great finish. Good lad. Yeah, back on the score sheet. Yeah, it yeah. was it was more of like a first season kind of Salah goal where he's like taking people on and like putting it through the keeper's legs and stuff, having a bit of space mm-hmm. to run into. I just want to, Emma, does, for you, does, does Leno need to do better there? Like aesthetically, it's a really pleasing goal, but I just wonder if he's got like his angles and everything all wrong there. Yeah, aesthetically, it's pleasing. It's the opposite to my five-a-side goal. I would argue my five-a-side one was better, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just to give Mary some credit. Um, you would have gone for the chip. You would have gone for the chip in yeah. that situation, all right? Oh, absolutely. It definitely would have pulled it out of the bag. Um, mm-hmm. Yes and no on the Bernardo thing. I think it's difficult because Salah takes his shot so quickly, and I think it catches keepers out. So I think Leno probably could have reacted to. Um, I think Salah had at least one touch, if not two, after sort of Gabriel missed the sliding tackle. So Leno probably could have reacted a bit quicker and come off his line quicker to close down the angle, but then. He's probably thinking about the potential cutback across the six-yard area, so he's probably hanging back a little bit. And then because Salah sort of takes the shot so early after his after after his touch, I think it's difficult for the keeper to then react to it. So um, probably a little bit of both, but I think I think Salah probably just deserves credit for that because I just think it's a really composed finish. Yeah, definitely. And just the way he runs, I just I miss seeing him run at players because we haven't had it enough. I think over the last sort of year or so, or at least since that first mm. season when he scored so many. But he's got this amazing sort of like great 
uh, close ball control, but also sort of like an almost like juddery kind of run where it kind of looks, you can't really read which way his body's going to move. And I think that is just it, so effective. In it looks going accidental. It looks like yeah, he doesn't does. really know what he's doing, but then it yeah, always works. Yeah, and Suarez had a bit of that when he was at Liverpool as well, where he almost, he yeah. always kind of looked like he was just about to lose control of it, but he never was. And he kind of looked like it was just bobbling off to one side before he brought it back the other way. And Salah's got a little bit of that as well. Where you just you if you're a defender, it's just impossible to read exactly the movement he's going to make next, which is yeah, frankly, a delight. Um, and with that, top four is on, isn't it, Perds? Come on. Well, um, two, two points off now. Two points off Chelsea. Yeah, yeah thanks for clarifying. I'm fully fully aware of where we are after studying <laughs> the table <laughs> intently. Um, I thought it was out of the question after we lost to Chelsea, um, and I thought um, I'll just check the table again to see how many points. We were off at that stage. We lost to Fulham at home after that. Do you remember yep. that? Completely I forgot. Oh, God, yeah. I th- <laughs> no, just <laughs> thankfully I forgot. Now I remember. Um, we were eight points off, I think, I think, or seven. And it was done because not only were we terrible, but Chelsea were on fire. Um, so us winning this weekend has boosted it. But it's it's more the teams around us that look like they're, they're starting to slip. You know, Chelsea getting hit for five against West Brom. West, actually, here's a stat that's actually real, where I read it once on Twitter, so you make oh, it what God. you will. West Brom have scored 32% of their goals against um, Chelsea this season. Oh, oh lovely. Yeah, sounds right, doesn't it? Eight goals. I'm not sure whether that looks bad on Chelsea or bad on West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> both, yeah. Both. But yeah, Tottenham, Tottenham were never going to do it, even with all the chat, um, so they've fallen away. Um, and then Leicester are slowly starting to creep down as well, so we're in pole position, I'd say. I don't know about pole position, but I think it, I think it will come down to us and Chelsea, just because Tottenham again such a dumpster fire at the moment with everything that's going on. I think Leicester. I don't honestly, see West. Leicester. Nah, Leicester. They got, what, no, they're running. Yeah, they got like four running. or five points. You see yeah. them running? It's awful. They have got a tough run in, but I think I think Leicester will be fine. Personally, I I think it will be between Chelsea and Liverpool. I'm probably probably going to have to come back and back my words here, but like, <laughs> I I just think I think Leicester have got too much about them. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. and I, I think West Ham and Everton will, will drop off from that conversation as yeah. well just a little bit but yeah it's, imagine if it comes down to that Liverpool Chelsea Champions League semi-final and race for the top four exciting, oh wow exciting oh I'm stuff. so excited already <laughs> <laughs> and that leads us nicely on to the Champions League which is coming up this week and that game against Real Madrid we will talk about that after the break Okay, so Liverpool versus Real Madrid Champions League quarterfinal. This is it. This is the business end of the competition. Uh, no fans, obviously, and it's not at the Santiago Bernabeu, but it is still a Champions League quarterfinal against Real Madrid. Emma, come on, tell me. You're up for this, aren't you? You're excited. I'm so excited. Like I actually don't think I've been as excited for a Liverpool game since probably the Merseyside derby when we came back after, after the restart. Like I'm just so mm. excited. I actually can't wait. I think... I think I'm excited because Liverpool are coming into it probably off the best form that they've had since before Christmas. Real yeah. Madrid are just terrible. Um, Sergio Ramos is is a little wimp, so oh, I'm so excited. Oh. Yeah, he's not exactly. Playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think he's he's wimped out of that one. Yeah, so. Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so team news, Emma's done it for me. No Ramos for this game. He is out injured 
Eden Hazard is possibly back, but I mean, that might be more of a bonus for Liverpool than anything. He has been quite <laughs> sort of underwhelming in his time at Real Madrid so far. Uh, Perds, like, how does this team strike you in comparison to the one from the Champions League final three years ago now in 2018? There's a lot of the same players, but it's a very different team that we're looking at. There can be a lot of parallels drawn from the mentality monsters they were and what we were and what they've fallen to and what we've fallen to. The good thing is we've come out the back end of it and are going up again and they're still crashing down um, because they just don't look bothered, really. They just don't really care. Ronaldo's gone and that's basically just crumbled their entire club. So, good riddance. Fair enough. All right, wow. So, we're going to smash it then. Yeah. Um, well, they are still in uh, the title race in Spain. They're only three points off the top. Uh, perhaps the most interesting thing about uh, their season is that at the weekend they have the Clasico. So straight after Liverpool, they go on to that game. Uh, I can't remember where it is, it is. Is it on Thursday? Is it two days after? No, it's on Saturday. It's on the it's on the 10th. And it's, oh. at, it's at Real Madrid yeah. as well, um, which could have a huge say in the title race in Spain this season. Uh, and, you know, they're going to be trying to separate as much as possible but that's going to that's going to be playing a big a big part in their preparations as well um and for them that's probably a more realistic goal than the champions league this season just with the the quality that they have um emma when you look at their team is there anyone like ramos is obviously out now is anyone that particularly scares you from that lineup i mean benzema is like their main goal threat i think he's got 18 this season Literally, no one else has more than about three or four. Uh, so, I mean, what wh- what's the danger areas in this game for you? I mean, it's, it's not. Lo- I mean, I'm getting overly confident now. It's not long since we were getting beaten by Fulham and Burnley, so it's only <laughs> too carried away. Uh, but yeah, yeah what, what are I you mean, looking at as a? Yeah, I mean, if I think if you look at it purely on paper, there's. I think this is the difference between the Real Madrid in 2021 and the Real Madrid in 2018. Is that you look at it on paper and there genuinely isn't really anyone that I go at Liverpool should be really concerned about in terms of like match matching one-to-one individuals um I think you probably choose Liverpool players of pretty much every position um Benzema as you've noted is probably the one threat that you'd be a little bit concerned about because he has got that ability to just be clinical and he doesn't often need you know too many chances to put them away so um but I think I think if Liverpool dominate midfield, which I think they will, uh, when you look at that Real, Madrid, that Real Madrid team, if Liverpool can dominate the midfield like what they did against Arsenal, where they just absolutely suffocated them, didn't even let them get on the ball, then I think Benzema is going to really struggle to get the service that he needs to get in behind you know, the likes of Kabak and Phillips and, and obviously Trent and Robbo going forward. So um, I'm not too concerned. Um, maybe, yeah, I don't know. This feels really weird, but I just think... I think if Liverpool just turn up the way that they have been the last couple of weeks um, and stick to the game plan and, and take their chances, then I think Real Madrid are going to really struggle. <laughs> We've just gone so <laughs> typical Liverpool fans. We win a couple of games, it's like, yeah, we're yeah, the best exactly. team in the world again. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of agree. I kind so of agree. Yeah, like they've been good defensively this season. I'll give them that. But again, without Ramos, that that probably changes things. I yeah, 100% agree with you there, Emma. The midfield is still very, very classy. Casemiro is a fantastic player. Modric and Cruz are yeah, they're not at their peak, but they're still world class operators. 
So that, I think, is where the game is going to be won and lost. Um, if Liverpool can dominate that midfield, stop the service to Benzema, I think that, that will help control the tie. What you say in Perth's um, tactics-wise? Tactics-wise, you know, completely agree with Emma. You need to put Fabinho in bubble wrap until tomorrow evening just to make sure he <laughs> plays because that's basically huge and what will decide if we win the midfield and ultimately the tie. Um, just on Hazard... Uh, you said it's possibly good he's back, but my heart says he always used to tear us up when he played Liverpool. Um, and yeah, I know he's playing against, that, but... uh, yeah, I know he's playing against the likes of Moreno, who's our worst ever player, and we had some other jokers in there like Mignolet, But he just, he just seemed to turn it on against us. So I'm, I'm worried, and I think I've heard he's starting on the bench tomorrow. Um, have, so you, have you seen him now? He's about 20 kilos heavier and he's like his ankles are made of chocolate. Nope. Basing this up three <laughs> years ago. No. <laughs> is he really like just is he done? Is he finished? Hazard finished. No, I don't I don't even think like he's obviously a, he's obviously has been a fantastic player, but yeah, his his uh two seasons in Madrid have been pretty disastrous. Uh just injury riddled and he's never really got going. Uh, but yeah, as you say, it will be Murphy's law that he'll come back and yeah. kickstart his career against Liverpool with a fantastic Shed Wonder twenty pounds over Easter, unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the only man to, to lose fair, weight. Easter. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, it's a good point though by Perz because he, you know, if he does play on that left hand side as well, um, and Trent obviously, you know, will be going forward. Everyone talks about his defensive frailties. I still like don't see it. Um, mm. But naturally, when he is one of our biggest strengths going forward, that might if he does have to drop back to deal with Hazard. Um, then that obviously might take away a little bit from sort of you know our creation going forward, or the opposite if if Trent still continues to do that and Hazard will obviously have that space in behind, which as Perds has said he's he has exploited before. So maybe just that familiarity, but I, I still I still think Liverpool you know can can deal with that because again it he need he still needs to have the service he still needs to have somebody knocking those balls in behind. So um, if Liverpool dominate the midfield, then the game's won. Yeah, take them back to Budapest and smash them there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Real Madrid's record in the Champions League has been slightly patchy so far. They lost twice in the groups to Shakhtar. They drew with Gladbach. And, I mean, they weren't altogether convincing against Atlanta, although they did get through that fairly comfortably in the end. Uh, assuming Liverpool do get through, as you mentioned, it will be Chelsea or Porto in the semis. Dare we dream, Emma? It's Istanbul final, you know, possibly yeah. Chelsea semis. It's all coming together. You've got to dream, haven't you? I mean, Luis Garcia has basically had his little ghost costume that he brings out for Halloween every year. He's <laughs> like, every day. He's just pa before. painting his face up now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you've got to get excited, haven't you? Because uh, as we've already touched on, yes, it is only just a couple of games, but it's Liverpool have this knack of finding their form at the right moments in Europe. And they seem to be doing that now. Um, so when you're going into quarterfinals and semifinals of European games, anything can happen. And, and this is where they obviously have to be wary of Real Madrid, even though Real Madrid aren't in very good form. They can just turn it on, you know, in European games. But Liverpool have that ability as well. So Chelsea have sort of lost their spark a little bit in the last like two, three weeks under Tuchel. International break probably didn't help them. It's helped Liverpool. Um, yeah, how good is the international? I've never, I can't remember an international break that's been so beneficial to Liverpool. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, a bit bonkers, really. But I don't know. Jurgen Klopp's done some kind of voodoo, hasn't he? 
made by all the international managers. Yep. Um, well, well, the last time uh, Liverpool played Real Madrid was obviously the Champions League final. The last time Liverpool played Real Madrid in Madrid, do we remember when that was, Perds? Well, 2014? Yes, it was, exactly. Uh, at the very end. Yeah, the very end of the Brendan Rodgers era. Yeah. Uh, right I was there for the home leg in the cop. Same. Well, yeah. Oh. Really? I was, I, was at, I was at Anfield Road End. So, yeah. uh, I was in the better one. Cost me about 120 quid because I had to buy two tickets off my, off my mate who, who was a season ticket. I used to basically like buy some of the tickets. So I had to pay 120 quid for the Real Madrid home game and I think it was the Carabao Cup court final or something against Middlesbrough maybe or Leeds. Um, for like the two tickets. Yeah, mine was a lot more um, than that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Undisclosed fee. Purdy spending the big bucks. Well, my dad, um, Mr. Purdy. Yeah, <laughs> Purdy Senior. Um, that game, well, both of those fixtures, the one that you went to and the, the away leg, but particularly the away leg became infamous just for the line, lineup that uh, Brendan Rogers put out. I'm going to alternate back and forth between you and see how many of the starting 11 you can name from that game. Because when you read it back now, it is absolutely horrendous. Uh, Perds, I'll start off with you. Name me any player who was in the starting lineup that day. Well, I'll start with Minule. That's correct. Good, One, good, if we had a, if we had a sound effect, we could do like a ding sound effect on that. that. I can't be asked now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma, give me another name. Who was playing? Well, I've just said one who I thought was. I'm pretty sure he had an absolute stormer, and it was Colo Torre. Yes, Colo Torre, who I think was probably about 35 or 36 at the time. Yeah. Did start <laughs> centre back against Ronaldo and Benzema. <laughs> um, back amazing. to you, Kurt. I think. Um, I think. Barini, and I think it's because he's the graphic on the the team sheet that went around on Twitter. Is that right? Yes, you are. You oh, are correct. Extra point for that. That was yeah, incredible. <laughs> Love that. Fabio Barini started as uh, centre forward for Liverpool that day. So anytime you ever want to complain about Roberto Firmino, just, <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> yeah. I kind uh, of just. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't just answer it. I feel like I just need to bow to birds now for like the rest of this spot. That was incredible. No, go on. Thank what you. memory? Um, go on, there's, there's a couple of names who, you will definitely get. Yeah, I'm trying to think who partnered Torre at centre-back. Was it Skirtle? That's what yes, I there we yeah. go. Ding, another one. So that's four mm-hmm. down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk one and say Mankio. Ooh. Oh, beautiful stuff. Yes. Mankio was there. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Team. So, You're so far we've got Minulay. Yeah. Uh, so far we've got Minulay uh, and then Mankia right back, Skirtle, Colo Torre and uh, Barini is the other one we named. So we're missing the three midfielders, the two wide forwards and left back. I can't remember who is left back. Uh, let me see if I can get one of the midfielders. All right, Joe Allen. Pretty sure he yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe Allen played, yeah. I think Sterling. Oh, no, 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 He's on the bench. Stop. No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you. A, I'll give you the clue because Markovic. the famous thing was that. Yes, Markovic was correct. The famous thing from that day was that the bench had Gerard, Coutinho, Henderson, and Sterling on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He decided to bench yeah. all of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, Markovic did start alongside Barini in attack. Uh, Emma, can you name anyone else from the team? 
who else would have started in midfield? Um, oh, two players who are no longer there. (laughs) (laughs) I am shocked. Uh, Lucas, did he play? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Lucas was there. Um, back to you, Perds. Did we get the left back? I'm gonna go Jose and Rufe at left back. You named him earlier as well. Alberto Moreno at left back. Oh, Oh, of course it was. I'll lose then. That was my next shout. So, yeah, I think technically Emma wins, or maybe you have yeah, to, Emma, fine. see if you can name another one. If you've got any yeah, more I think in the I, locker. I think I have to name another one, haven't I? Because um, we've got, I think there's two left, and it's the central midfielder and uh, wide left attacker. But it's kind of a weird uh, attacker. Hmm. Not, not weird think... that he played, but weird that he's in that much of an attacking position. Yeah, I'm trying to think who that third midfielder was. So Lucas, Joe Allen. Who else did we have in 2014? Aside from Henderson and Gerard, those two. And Gerard's fanatic, didn't he? I've got one. Oh, yeah, Gerard. Well, both Gerard it. and Henderson were on the bench. I've got one. You've got it, Perds? I think so. Who is so, it? Did, did, take did, did Lalana play left forward? Yes, he did, yeah. <laughs> well, done. there you go. Redeemed yourself, nice. and then the final one in midfield was Emre Chan. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Oh, of course it was. Terrible, yeah. terrible team. Should have got that really. Yeah, it's wow. such a League Cup that's team, incredible. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's not even League Cup. Like Ben Woodburn would probably get in that team now. <laughs> like... <laughs> God, yeah, I mean, shocking. probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, there you go. I just remember Colatori though, like, yeah, I remember Cola just putting in an absolute worldie, like, considering the circumstances, and everyone was like, Colo versus Ronaldo, and, like, beforehand, <laughs> and then afterwards, everyone was like, Colo over Ronaldo. <laughs> what was the score? I don't even know. Well, amazingly, it was one only 1-0. 1-0 oh, to Real Madrid, yeah. But, but yeah, because that's the famous... As you mentioned, Perth, this is the famous graphic that goes around every now and again on Twitter just showing how bad a team that was. But actually, we did better in that leg than uh, than we did in the in yeah. the home fixture where you both went to and we lost mm-hmm. 3-0. Correct. Yeah. So there you go. I remember that Ronaldo scored an absolute worldie because so I think he basically picked it up at the halfway line and sort of took one touch and then pretty much chipped Mignolet and it was me and that was in like it, that was in the goal at the Annie Road end and he came and celebrated mm. in the corner right in front of us was it and loads of people your, was it similar to your chip in five aside yeah the weekend I was gonna say was it was it Sanders-esque yeah, <laughs> um, yeah probably, probably for the first time this week I'm gonna you know tone it down and say that Ronaldo's was slightly better than mine slightly. but yeah <laughs> Don't do yourself my, down. my goal was still better yeah well my goal was still better than Salah's so it's fine yeah of course yeah <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, going from that lineup, then uh, whatever happens on on is it Tuesday or Wednesday night? Tuesday tomorrow. Tuesday, Tuesday. night tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. So whatever happens on tomorrow night, it will probably be a much better lineup than the one uh, six years ago. Um, who who do we fancy to start in this game? Then I mean, Emma, is it going to be the same team that started the weekend? Do you fancy any changes? Yes, I think there'll be some changes in midfield. I think Milner will come out. I think we'll see either Curtis Jones or Naby Keita, probably Curtis Jones come in alongside Fabinho and Thiago. I think it'll be the same back four. Um, obviously, Ali and goal. And I think Jota will probably come in for Firmino. Mm-hmm. 
Poets happy with that? Uh, I agree, although I think Klopp might play it safe and start Firmino um, mm. and then bring in Jota, even though I probably think Jota deserves to start. But it it is a more safe option to play that false nine. Um, so I think we'll do that. And the big question is, will Alisson still have his moustache? We hope so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't uh, listen to Purs. <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. Bad shout. Purs is just jealous. Trick. I am. No, yeah. seriously, I am. <laughs> Even I'm jealous. Uh, I kind of wish I could grow that kind of moustache. <laughs> we should all just come on the pod next week, all just with Alison's moustache. I'll have to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before we go, then let's get predictions uh, for the Real Madrid game then tomorrow night. Uh, we've all been ridiculously overconfident, probably. Uh, for the last half an hour or so, but let's put our money where our mouths are. Perz, we'll start with you. Scoreline prediction. It, what are you saying? It will be 2-0 Liverpool. 2-0 in Madrid? Mm-hmm. Wow. Love it. Okay. Emma? Yeah, I'm going to say 2-0. 2-0. God, okay. Um, let's say 2-0 as well. Clean sweep. Easy. 6-0 yes. on aggregate. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be like uh be five nil in Budapest, it'd be fine. Curtis um, Jones hat Yeah. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. I mean I'm still reeling. I'm st- I can't believe how confident we've become in the space of like one week. All it took really <laughs> Amazing. Uh I think that's all we've got time for. Uh thank you so much uh for joining us today. I mean if you can please drop us a review. We'd be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already and all the rest of that. We'll be back again next week to talk through, well, as we agreed, this 2-0 victory over Real Madrid and the beckoning <laughs> Champions League semi-final. Um yeah, I mean, well, we'll see you again next time. It's goodbye from me. Perd say goodbye. Goodbye. See you next time. And Emma, say goodbye. Goodbye, enjoy the game.